All right. Good morning, guys. We are live. Good morning. Dog Central. Welcome, John. Hey. How's it going, guys? Doing well. Good. How are you, man? I'm doing yeah. fantastic. Great, great. Uh, we are 52, 51 days away from football season. Um, it is bearing down on us, and I'm very excited. Um, 45 days from week zero. Well, there you go. Yeah, I week zero – Week zero is like the degenerate the, holiday. Yeah, it's like the amused booze. Can't wait to go Northwestern and Nebraska live from Ireland. We exactly week zero just kind of like it's like that little appetizer that just gets you ready for uh, what's to come the next week. But I'm I, give me any anything college football these days. I'm I'm ready. By that point, absolutely. Hey, hey, Graham. Technical, can you check your mic? You sound like you're on the low res mic real fast if that's something you can do on air you can't okay there we go you sound good there you go there you go uh so we're talking about the big 12 uh which has 10 teams uh what we're so without getting into the conference stuff um there's a (laughs) there was a lot of turmoil in the big 12 the last two years from texas and oklahoma jump into the sec in the near future uh lincoln riley buying houses during the season uh and there's a couple new coaches and uh with that what are your you know first views and thoughts about the big 12 this year i mean i think it's an interesting league because there's a lot of attention on texas i feel like all the attention is on texas um Oklahoma's kind of just sneaking around over there quietly with like probably one of the five, 10 best quarterbacks in college football and a lot of offensive talents still hanging around. And then you have Baylor who just won a conference title that nobody's talking about. And uh, lots of new coaches in the league at places like Texas tech. Um, Yeah. I think it's interesting. And I actually think it's, Probably a sneaky good league this year, like better yeah, than you talked you know. about. You know, Baylor and Oklahoma State playing the Big Twelve championship. They kind of did it with defense last year, which is not mm-hmm. what the Big Twelve has been known for. And uh, and they've got um, some returning quarterbacks at Oklahoma State, which is sort of kind of where uh, one of the guys, one of the teams I'm kind of interested to see. But where do you want to start? Uh, do you want to start at the top? Let's go with it's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, yeah, let me see. Or start wherever you have queued up. You're the. I uh, have queued up the overall. So if we jump into, <laughs> yeah, we jump into the uh, sort of returning production overall. You know, Kansas brings back a lot, but there, we know that returning bad production is doesn't make you a good. A good <laughs> I was about team. to say, do do they bring back a lot? They bring back production, but is it? Uh... <laughs> it's terrible. Hey, that production no. beat Kansas, or I'm sorry, beat Texas. Beat Texas, uh, absolutely. That's fair. So, totally fair. And you know. and then going down, you can see Texas actually brings back some uh, a good number of players, but again, their defense was pretty bad last year, so it'll be questionable. They've got talent on that side of the ball, so mm-hmm. it'll be if if it can get coached up and improve. Uh, Kansas State's another sneaky good team, and Oklahoma's in the middle of the pack, and then Iowa State's the team. You want to look at returning production that actually might factor into uh, what happens this year uh, could be interesting uh, when we get into the over under for that team. And then uh, we get into uh, the offenses uh, again, Kansas brings back a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's not very good. TCU brings a lot. 
but you know they lost there were a lot of running back carries with Zach Evans heading to um, to Ole Miss, mm-hmm. um, and then again look down the in the Texas is bringing back a good number of players and some good players to boot and added some players. Quinn Ewers is going to be starting, and then Oklahoma is still kind of in the middle there as their defensive uh, stats there. If we go back one. Um, uh oklahoma is bringing a new quarterback in so uh with that since we're talking about oklahoma what do you think about the changes in the head coaching uh and dylan gabriel yeah. is the quarterback that's if we want to start there uh, so dylan oklahoma. gabriel is a really good quarterback and i feel like quarterback is kind of a position in the transfer market that translates a little bit better from from group of five to power five than than maybe some others do. So I expect him to be really good. And I also think that Jeff Levy, as an offensive coordinator, so here's how I look at this. Like Oklahoma has been a very good offensive team and a bad defensive team for the entire time that Lincoln Riley was there. I think Jeff Levy is as creative of a play caller as anybody in the country, but we know Brent Venables isn't going to have, like they might not be super talented on defense yet, but they're not going to be soft and they're not going to give up, you know, 38 points a game. I just, I would be shocked to see a a Venables defense do that. So my position on this is that I think the offense isn't going to drop off as much as people think. And I think the defense is going to be a lot better. And I feel like they're going to possibly contend for a college football playoff spot into Hmm. early November in a way that most aren't expecting. Okay, so you're they they ran in they ran up six point nine yards or offense last year, and you're saying that they they should be able to hold that pretty good, and then improve on some defense, which they allowed a pretty nasty five point seven, which needs to improve there. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. Let me pull those stats up here. Wait, John, jump in here. Yeah, listen, I I would agree. I think Jeff Levy and Dylan Gabriel can be dangerous we saw you know they had it was ucf so the competition is is very different but 2019 ucf those two had a, had a top five offense in the country over like 44 points a game um i think oklahoma um you know i think the um their offense is going to be dangerous i i'm a believer in jeff levy i just am like i think the guy can like he knows what he's doing um he <laughs> if you get him just enough players um then then he could do it i think i do think that uh, brent venables is kind of you know going had to go back to the drawing board in some ways um with oklahoma um i have a sleeper team in the big 12 um and that is kansas state and i think kansas state is going to beat oklahoma this year okay and so right. if you're if you're at, if you're at, uh if you're at nine, nine and a half, half uh i'm going the under because i think oklahoma is going to lose to texas uh and and kansas state and they're going to drop uh drop one more um that's that's my personal opinion we can talk about kansas state when we get there um yeah. I, i'm a believer in, in in chris kleeman i'm a believer in um deuce vaughn um i i think i think they're gonna uh they're going to make a little bit of noise in the Big 12 this year. All right. Rewinding All right. back to Oklahoma for a second. Did no. you guys mention that the, Jeff, the OC, Jeff Levy, was Dylan yes. Gabriel's OC at, at UTF? Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's, and and I think the offense is going to be great. I think Oklahoma, I think where Oklahoma is going to struggle in some places is I do think that 
I'm a believer in Brent Venable's defense. I think the uh, the line of scrimmage is going to be a challenge. I think he, you know, I mean, he's definitely he's going to make more progress than Lincoln Riley, but I do think that just schematically with a new OC, with a new, you know, with a new staff um, in a lot of areas, um, I think Oklahoma is going to going to uh, stumble in a couple of games. I have them going nine and three um, with with Texas, uh, Kansas State, and then another loss in there. All right. Yeah. Throw so throw that schedule up there, Josh, if you don't mind. <laughs> so we got UTEP, W, yep. Kent State. To me, honestly, a big swing game for this team. It's feels like Nebraska. That's it. I couldn't think of I couldn't think of my third, and my third was going to be Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, because Nebraska was like three and nine or four and eight or whatever the hell they were last year. But some of the worst turnover luck ever. I mean, they were like an SP plus top twenty five team and managed to win three games. So, um, I don't know. That one's very interesting. They played Oklahoma tough last year. I just, I don't know. I, I think. At the end of the day, I, I think Oklahoma will, will win that game. But okay. I don't – I hear you. I hear where you're coming from. I just I, – I think I'm betting a little bit lower on, yeah, like, what the reality will be, what the actual ceiling is for some of these other Big 12 teams. Yeah, that's so, fair. It's, yeah, it's I, a tough one. I think, like – I think that ten and two is slightly more likely than nine and three, so I'm going to go over. But. That makes that makes sense. Yeah, I I'm going to take you know nine and a half is tough, right? I'm going to think take the slight under, um, which is slight overs and slight unders are very big when it comes to betting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take the under. I'll say Kansas State. I'll say Texas, and then either Nebraska or Baylor. I think are going to get Oklahoma. Josh, what right. say you? I'm saying ten and two. I think it's it's a lot to ask a first year coach, but uh, I think they got a lot of talent. I don't know. Do you uh, you know two skill position players? If you want to keep your out for the Big Twelve, Marvin Wims has got a two point six yard per run. It's one of Graham's favorite stats. He had four over four hundred yards on uh, forty. Uh, let me see what the yards here. Twenty two uh, yards per catch. Yeah, twenty two yards per catch, and uh, yeah, didn't have it. Forty one targets. And then uh, Eric Gray, our old friend from Tennessee, is still the running back, and it's probably going to yep. be. Uh, he's, he's probably going to get. It's going to be by committee there, but uh, he's going to he, be he, good. Yeah, he's going to be good. He yeah. had like a seventy-something uh, PFF grade. One of those stats we threw out earlier yeah, this week on Dog Central about returning players with valuable production, and plus, you know, a sixty is sort of your uh, backup position rating, and then uh, seventy above is is starter to elite. And yeah, Eric Gray was one of those guys that was uh, a starter quality and, and he was quite yeah. good. So yeah. uh, I'm taking over. I think uh, Morris is still on their offensive line. Sorry. I thought that was interesting. Well, Dude, but another guy from Tennessee. Well, I'll also say this. I think, uh, I think Lincoln Riley's going to regret not taking bed and ball with him to USC. Um, I don't know if that was bed and ball's choice or if that was Lincoln Riley's choice, but I think fi- it was not figuring out. Choice. Yeah. I think, yeah, it sounds like it was, but, but not getting him out there. Um, finding a way to get him out there, I think uh, Lincoln Riley's going to regret that because I, that guy is very, very good as an offensive line coach and as just an offensive mind. He was the co OC at Oklahoma for for a couple years, um, the last couple years. Agreed. Too. All right, so who's, agree the, on that. who's the second best team that's going to get a rematch with them in the uh, Big Twelve title game? 
Who do we think? Apparently, it's Kansas State. It sounds like we need to talk about them. <laughs> I just right, let's go to Kansas State. Let's do it. No, I'm just why not? Right? Yeah, I, I like it. Deuce Vaughn yeah. is a guy we should all be talking about in college football. Uh, he's uh, let me pull up his stats real fast. He like you already talked about. He's a beast. Um, not Iowa State. There's nobody good there. <laughs> uh, do, yeah, see, over six yards of carry, fourteen hundred yards, eighteen touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he's good. Any, and they've they've got the speaking of Nebraska. You talked about they've got Adrian Martinez, right? Who's going to be their yeah. quarterback there? They're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah, I Kansas agree. State, yeah, Kansas State is going well, to run the ball a lot. Yeah, so Kansas State over under win total is six and a half. It's juiced to the over minus 135 on the over plus 115 on the under uh josh has some good stats for us up there so john i mean you you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier but tell us what you like about kansas state yeah so i i like uh i like a couple things i like um adrian martinez um and and seeing you know kind of what he can do and i think he's a very gifted athletic quarterback i think chris Kleeman um with his power run schemes with with a, a guy like deuce vaughn and um and adrian martinez um i think can really make it difficult for um for some offenses uh or, i'm sorry for some defenses um i think you know they they also have um the defensive end of Felix, I can never say his last name, um, but uh, he had more. I read this week he had more uh, re- re- sacks last season than any returning Power Five starter. Um, I think they, I think they have a couple of pieces that I don't, I don't pick them to be um, in the Big Twelve championship. For the record, I picked them to go nine and three and win a couple of games that they shouldn't. Uh, win Oklahoma being one of them um, also you know when you're talking about six six and a half Kansas State um, ha- for the last seven seasons they've only uh, lost I'm sorry they've only won um, less than uh, seven games twice and one of them was COVID so when you look back over you know from a from a betting standpoint it's like they're going to win more, in my opinion. They're going to win over six and a half. Um, it's interesting that it that it is juiced that way um, mm-hmm. because when you when you think back, if you take out COVID, you have one season that they've won less than seven games in the last seven years. Um, they've also beat Oklahoma uh, a couple of times, you know, two out of the last three years. Um, I just think uh, Kansas State is going to find a going to find a way to to go nine and three. A Nuit, a Nuke, a Nuke Dyke, Uzama. Is that the guy here? Felix. We'll just call him Felix. There right? you go. Felix. Felix AD <laughs> is. is uh... You can see <laughs> you can see him up there. He's got that 85 PFF return grade. Yeah, he was an yeah, edge he's rusher. So good. He's yeah, so 43 good. pressures, 30, 13 sacks. Yeah. yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's very, very good. And I think, um, uh, you know, when I look at their schedule, um, for me, you know, I look at, um, for me, I think the three losses are probably going to be uh, Oklahoma State, um, Baylor, and maybe, you know, you're looking at some game Texas. that they shouldn't lose. Yeah, Texas, or or maybe I think Texas would be the would be the pick. But I also think you could look at what game that they shouldn't lose, like West Virginia, for example. I mean, Kansas State, you know, they do 
they do have that tendency as a program um, like we've seen in the past of teams that just can't quite get over that hump because they end up getting beat by Iowa state in a year that Iowa state is terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, um, but, but I do think Oklahoma state and Baylor would be my concrete L's for Kansas state. And then one other one between Texas or, or some game that they shouldn't. I guess I have them going over. I kind of went through there and I had them seven and five losing to all Mm -hmm. the good teams Hmm. and, and one bad one. Seven and five is over. Yeah. I'm a little surprised by that, but for me at at six and a half, I, and I don't know, I don't know the actual, the actual line, but um, at six and a half, uh, if you can find that for Kansas state, I would definitely take the over because it's going to Josh, where did you pull these over unders from? Jeez. I hope it was uh, DraftKings. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, I think it was DraftKings. Yeah. There's the, uh, you know, like going on here, but the uh, over is minus 135 and the under is 115 plus 115. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's actually one of the, one of the lines on here I would bet would like actually with my own money, the over Mm -hmm. on would be Mm -hmm. that. Um, I worry about their one dimensional offense. I worry about that too. Adrian Martinez, 14 touchdowns, 10 interceptions last year off of uh, 306 attempts is not exactly dynamic. Nope. But uh, I don't know. I think you can be not exactly dynamic and beat South Dakota, Tulane, Texas Tech, Iowa State, West Virginia, Kansas, Kansas. and one of, you know, and probably Missouri. Or, mm-hmm. you know, get one of these other schedule teams on the schedule. I, I don't know. I feel pretty good about it. You get TCU with a new coach. You get Texas Tech with a new coach. West Virginia has been anemic on offense. Uh, yes, JT Daniels is there, but what does that mean exactly? Who Who's knows? he going to throw to? Yeah. Yeah. Or is he going to play or whatever? Yeah. Um, that, yeah. yeah this so week, week 12, who knows? Who? Yeah, who knows? exactly. By that point, yeah, it could be. So yeah, I think I think that's a, a good a good find over mm-hmm. Kansas State at six and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can see them. I kind of went through project, tried to do a little bit of projection on this stuff, and that they have a good defense. Uh, I mean, they can get to that you know that eight point eight to one point eight net yards per play, mm-hmm. which puts them in that seven to eight win range, pretty. Mm-hmm pretty consistently so if we if we like those numbers which we do so that's i took the over i'm taking the over and i feel good about that like you said graham that's a that's that's a dog central be, uh trifecta it's special it's it's a, it's a lock <laughs> it's a lock stone, stone cold block of the century um all right let's move on what you got next for shots let's talk about the elephant in the room the new elephant texas all right so I got to start talking about Texas. I want to look at something real quick. All right. Quinn Ewers is, uh, he transferred uh, out of Ohio State after he he redesignated to enroll last year. No meaningful production. So he's not going to show up on our PFS stuff. But he is the quarterback. Keep in mind that he's, this would be his true freshman season, right? He was in college last year, but he, he enrolled early. B. John Robinson, and they've got a lot of good running backs. We talked about. Deuce from Kansas State, B. John Robinson does actually could be a Heisman candidate if they feed him the ball a lot, and he's a stud. Um, and uh, and they've also got some wide receivers that I've got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, 
the defense has to get better, of course. Uh, they were putrid last year on defense, so they've got to improve there, and I think they will uh, with a young defense, and they've got some – they're going to get – they've got a year under their belt, and I think they can improve. Okay. So, yeah, this is an interesting one because when you talk about weapons, mm-hmm. uh, Texas has a lot of them, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of offensive sk- – talent on this roster. Xavier Worthy. Yeah, that was Xavier Worthy. Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, both really good backs. I think Isaiah Nair, maybe even a little slightly more productive than Worthy Mm -hmm. at wide receiver, quietly. Um, It's a good good roster. Uh, It's just, I have a lot of questions about the defense, right? the same defense that gave up what 56 to Kansas in a double overtime loss. Yep. Like I think this team is built like a big 12 team that sec fans used to like make fun of and call, you know, a basketball team or yep. whatever, like a decade ago, it's all, it's all gas, no breaks, right? Like, you know, all offense, no defense, but they are now playing in a league with a lot of really good defenses. And so I guess my concern for Texas is do they find themselves still in the same situation they were at the end of last year where they are having to hold serve over and over and over. And they're just in these games where it's like, you know, the, the first team to get a stop is going to win because I, I don't know that we trust Texas's defense to be the team that gets the stop. Yeah, two guys that played last year and had good grades, according to PFF, Jedi, Baron, and Moro Ojomu, Ojomo. Uh, they got they they got to step up and be leaders this year. Uh, they mm-hmm. they were highly rated, but they didn't get they they met the minimum hundred snaps. We're looking at these players, so if mm-hmm. they can anchor um, the D line and the secondary, uh, I can. They have to improve number one, but I think they should improve uh, and. Yeah, uh, the Nayer kid you're talking about does not surprise me that Dog Out West picks the Wyoming transfer to be an impact player for Damn right, dude, for the Longhorns. <laughs> Absolutely. They don't, did anybody time. mention Jai? The kid, the, they got two kids from Billingsley and Jai from uh, Alabama, right? Yeah. Yes. Aji Hall, yeah, and Billingsley. Jai yeah. yeah. Um, Josh, what's the what's the line for this one? I'm sorry. I have uh, it. I can't find it. It's eight to eight and a half. Eight to eight and a half. All right. Let's call it for our purposes eight. That's where it opened up. Okay. If it's either either way at eight or eight and a half, um, I'm taking at eight, I'm probably taking a push. At eight and a half, I'm taking the taking the under. Um, I so Texas, the last time Texas has won um 10 games in the regular season and i know we're not at nine so we're not there but uh was 2009 i mean that's 13 years and so you're thinking like okay they're they're probably not getting to 10 um in my opinion with the challenges that they've had on defense i don't think they're making a big enough leap to get to 10 wins so then you go down and say well can they get to nine and i've already said i think kansas state is probably going to beat them um I think Oklahoma is probably going to beat them. Um, when you start going down that that list on their schedule, Alabama is going to beat them. So now you're at nine and three already. Um, 
I I see uh, another team uh, getting getting Texas. I'm just not a believer. I do agree that they're probably going to take a step forward, but even a step forward on defense, you gave up over 50 to Kansas. <laughs> like so, that's a that's like that's a big step forward that I feel like you have to make um, in a league where I think Baylor. Um, or Oklahoma State would be the one that I would probably pick as like the fourth. You have Spencer Sanders. We haven't talked about Oklahoma State yet, but you got a fourth-year quarterback coming back that was really good uh, last yeah, year. Yeah, and so yeah. if you think about Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, for me, um, I'm I'm at eight and four in the regular season for Texas. Let's see you, Josh. Uh, Texas is back nine and three. Oh, Bama. Shit. Bama, Oklahoma State, and Baylor are their losses. I okay. think they, I think they win. Uh, uh, I think they beat Oklahoma twice. Okay, that's a good right. call. That's a that's that's a big big one. All right, so not in three though. I mean, they're they're back in the Big Twelve. It's not like they're not going to sniff. The, well, I, I mean, I think the Big yeah, Twelve is going to eat itself at the top. I think I think it's just it, so I, I think that they're going to be out of the the playoff picture just because those you know four teams four headed monster I, there is going to beat up on each yeah. other. I'll be candid think, with you. Oh, go for it, Graham. No, no, I, go, I'll, go. I'll be candid with you, and I think it depends on how the Alabama game goes. I think if Texas is competitive with Alabama, like competitive meaning it's a ten point game or something, you know, like. I think I think if Texas actually shows up versus Alabama, I think that will set plant a flag that says, "Hey, this culture is different than the culture that, of the team that we've seen in the last few years," and that momentum might propel them, you know, to to nine or ten wins. I think if Alabama goes in there, which I'm predicting will happen, and just beats the brakes off of Texas, I think it's going to be tough. We saw it last year, right, with Oklahoma, um, with that Oklahoma game. It was very tough for Steve Sarkeesian to kind of get that team back together. And um, and I don't think that Texas's culture is there. I mean, I I think, shit, we saw in, what, March or April or whatever, one of their linemen or seniors had a media availability and called out all of his teammates, or not all of them, but a lot of teammates for – We said they were chasing money and chasing women. And yeah. didn't care about doing what it takes to be a championship caliber team. He exactly. said that in April of this year in the middle of spring practice. And his um, coach, instead of saying he's right, we need to fix some things, said we really should keep this stuff in-house, yeah, which I think so. is a kind of a you know a, mm-hmm. a soft move. So yeah. I am going I, I mean they're gonna lose to Alabama. I think they're gonna get the doors blown in by Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then I think that UT San Antonio is going to almost upset them the next week because they're going to be on Alabama hangover and UTSA. Jeff Trailer, man, is what a coach! A really man. good coach, exactly. And then I don't know. I think I think they recover slightly. I, I I'm going to say at eight and four. I'm going to say over, but I I think push is just as likely. Yeah. Um, but. I, I don't think I would bet the under here. I don't. I don't see them going seven and five. Um, I just think I that they're too too much talent that's yeah. just going to make things happen at random moments. But for the record, yeah, too, I I, ahead, I think sorry. at eight it's a push. I think at eight and a half it's an under because I think they're going to go eight and four. That's my personal not not giving out. You know, kind of like y'all do what you want with your own money, but that's where I'd put my money. In, in my, my fair assessment. 
in my loss, they're going to lose to uh, they, they're going to basically be one loss team going into the uh, Oklahoma State game and they're going to lose to Oklahoma State and then they're going to choke in Baylor against Baylor. They're probably it might my I think the way I have the schedule locked is they're locked into the Big 12 championship after, you know, with Baylor in the schedule and they kind of shit to bed. That's fair. Well, I mean, here's another one for you, too, is Texas has only beaten TCU twice since 2014. I, I they play every go, year. They play every year. Yeah. There's a you lot go into of the, like, Yeah, go yeah, into the Texas schedule. There's a lot of bad mojo. I mean, they haven't won 10 regular season happen. games since 2009. Yeah. In the Wait, no, so, I mean, I think at the end of the day, then they Texas, to, like t- they went 10 and 4 and yeah, but they didn't win that their tenth game. Season. They didn't win their tenth in the uh, regular they season. They haven't won ten games. All right, all right, all right. I'm just looking yeah. at my field still here. Maybe no, I'm yeah, yeah, no. They went. To, they did win ten games <laughs> once. Once in that time span, they've won ten games. It was when they beat Georgia um, in the Sugar Bowl, uh, but they were um, nine and four coming into that game because they went nine and three and then lost in the Big Twelve Championship and then played Georgia. So what I I'm saying wait. is, I, I can't wait to get trolled by Graham for this. I can't wait for what. <laughs> For your Texas. For Texas is back. Well, I mean, I, I took that with a grain of salt. Let's not. You know. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Why not? All right. Yeah. I, but you I know, still I, think, I still think Texas, I don't know. The more that I look at the schedule, it's like Iowa State, better coach. Oklahoma State, better coach. Baylor, better coach. Alabama, Kansas State. better coach. Chris Kleeman is. Better coach. So I think that Sark is sitting around bringing in a lot of recruits this off season because his boosters are throwing around a shitload of money. But when it comes down to actually playing football, they're going to get their asses whipped at the line of scrimmage like Texas always does. Telling you. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I kind of with you, I think eight and four is probably the most likely possibility. I think, uh, I think if Sark gets the offense rolling, which he, he should be able to do with all that talent, it's going to take a little bit of pressure off the defense that they don't have to be elite. Um, and they did it can, take they pressure have, off of them school. versus did it take pressure off of them versus Kansas last year though? So let's be I can't get I over mean, that. <laughs> 56, 56 points to Kansas. 56 points to Kansas. Yeah. Um not, so I, but I agree. Good, I, I agree with you, Josh. I think Texas has the pieces on offense um that they can get rolling, but I do think it, the the moment that that um teams show up on defense, I think that is gonna put too much pressure on Texas to win. Um, I, I, I DeMarvian Overshawn. I'm going to talk about a guy with a 44 PFF grade as projected starting linebacker, and he was their leading tackler last year. So there you go. They've definitely got some holes that <laughs> down um, defense who, that are going to need to step up, or you know whatever. But you know when you're Texas, if you guys guys that can't step up, you got to find guys behind them and step in. So uh, we'll you know like it, it sounds like. I'm, if I'm reading this correctly, then I don't think Graham thinks too much of Sark as a, as a coach. No, so. I don't. I think that he's – yeah, never mind. We won't go down that road. All right. Like, All I, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's – I think that in terms of perception versus reality, there are a few coaches who have had a softer landing or ride than Steve Sarkeesian. Okay? 100%. He blew you... up at USC. He never did more than, I think, win seven or eight games at Washington. I could coordinate that Alabama offense from 2019 I, and put up 60 points a game. That was that was going to be my point. My point was going to be you give give how many offensive coordinators could you have given the talent that that Alabama offense had um, the the two years that Sarkeesian got got credit for it and 
parlayed that into the Texas job. Um, I I can go, I could probably go 20 deep of offensive coordinators in college football that could have. Marler's in his feelings here in this. Yeah, Sark. they could have produced. There's probably what, what like Sark fifty of them, I would think. I mean, it's deep. All right, let's uh, do we do we want to do a few quick hits on some of these teams? Um, oh, let's jump in. Let's do the Cowboys. I think we need right. to talk about them. All right, perfect. We gotta do Oklahoma State and Baylor. Yeah, okay, perfect. Baylor's the defending champs. All right. Yeah, the quarterback for Oklahoma State, Spencer, I Sanders. Spencer Sanders, is like I guess a, like three or four year starter. Yeah, he's been there for passing. four years, but is he really good is the question, right? I I'm asking. I'm not saying he's not yeah, necessarily. Yeah. I just think, like, last year – what I, I thought Oklahoma State season last year was extremely impressive because we used to think of Oklahoma State as this dynamic offensive team that, you know, had first-round NFL draft wide receivers and threw the ball over the yard. And last year – that was really kind of a, like, you know, grit your teeth, get five yards type of offense. They won a lot of games when they scored in the 20s. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have a lot of respect, truthfully, for the job that Mike Gundy has done there. He's done a lot of really dumb things off the field that have created unnecessary problems. But when you talk about as a football coach, he's been a very, very good football coach. Uh, I just kind of – I don't know. I, I think the thing that concerns me here and Josh, you probably have more data than I do, but it seems like they lost a lot at wide receiver this off season. And I, I kind of wonder like with a quarterback that already sort of struggled last year, how do we feel about the possibility for offense? I, I, drop it, off? They they do, but that offense, you know, it's a get the screen game going. He, uh, uh, Sanders was rated pretty highly by PFF, but is low. He's the lowest a dot coming back of nine yards per mm-hmm. attempt. Uh, so I think I think those wide receivers largely can be plug and play. They've got a five eight guy uh, and a six two guy that are expected to step up. And let me get their names for you real fast. Um, and sorry here, is it? I got Jayden your Peters. Bray. Yeah, Jaden Bray and Presley. So uh, they. They played as, um, a lot as true freshmen, so they, they've got what they need. And I think Gundy is a good coach that can that can cause havoc for a couple first year coaches that he's going to be playing this year and bringing back some veterans uh, there. So and they played good defense. And uh, I, you know, I like Oklahoma State. I think Sanders is a really good uh, college quarterback, you know, and does what is going to. And if they can keep the pressure off of him, he's even better. You know, I was listening to shout out to the Purple Theory podcast, which is they're doing you think we're doing a deep dive. They're doing an hour plus on every team in the Big Twelve. I listened to an hour and fifteen minutes on Kansas, I swear to God. And uh uh they they kind of had the same questions you did about uh Sanders, but they you know they had some pressure numbers and he when he was pressured, not good. But when he was clean, he was really good. So it's a little thing to work out for. Okay. Well, I think they do return a lot of their offensive line. So that would bode well. Uh, One thing that I just learned that I feel like is is really important knowledge for our Dog Central listeners to know is that uh, his backup is Gunner Gundy, (laughs) Mike Gundy's son. So short leash, I feel like, for Spencer. (laughs) How awesome. How awesome is it? Gunner Gundy. 
Yeah, I was about to say, how awesome is it that you knew exactly? You could, we could have probably guessed what Mike Gundy's son's name would be. <laughs> it, it would be Gunner or Maverick or something, you know. But Gunner Remington is Gunner Gundy. Exactly, Gunner <laughs> Gundy is perfect. Yeah. Um, I I have Oklahoma State uh, winning winning ten games in the regular season, guys. Um, wow! I'm so so they lost Jim Knowles, their defensive coordinator, but they replaced him with Derek Mason. I think uh, I, I personally think Derek Mason is a is a very good hire. I think he has <clears throat> some talent coming back in uh, the secondary, especially like you have you have Cam Smith, like you got you you have some guys on defense that I think their defense is it's going to be. Um, similar to in my opinion similar to a georgia situation where their defense was very very good last year i don't think they're going to be quite as good this year but i think they're going to be good enough um against some of uh some of these teams and um and for me you know for my money um i i have them losing uh to baylor and and um and oklahoma probably um I think I think Oklahoma State for me is going to be a team uh, that is going to ride uh, the momentum that they had last year and come back in with a very very good staff with some experienced players, a good offensive line. I don't think they're. I think it's going to be a replay of last year. I don't think they're going to light up the scoreboard offensively, uh, but I do think defensively they're going to be in in a in a good position. I could see Texas kind of stretching them um, if if you know if they're going to get a third loss. I could see maybe that happening uh, just because of the playmakers that Texas has. But I think with it being in week eight, um, I think Texas, you know, uh, and it being at uh, in um, Stillwater, I think, I think Texas is going to have a hard time with them too. So it's hard for me to look and say they're at Oklahoma, which I think they'll, they'll probably that that's a game that I think Oklahoma will probably win. They're at Baylor. I think that's a game that Baylor will probably win. It's hard for me to look at that schedule and find another one or two personally so you're, you're not worried at uh kansas f kansas coming off a bye <laughs> no, not I, worried at kansas I, I think at kansas state could be you know again i'm i'm picking yeah. i'm picking kansas state as my sleeper team uh but i think uh but for me i just i, I still so, I'm, I'm a believer when i look across the landscape of the big 12 in oklahoma state again i think that Oklahoma State had a really good defense last year, but yeah. if you look at their turnover margin, it was even on the yeah. season. Yeah. And so turnovers are usually a luck thing, right? Like mm-hmm. they're kind of hard to predict, but they do tend to to bounce back and forth. And so the fact that they had that really good defensive season last year and they, they weren't something crazy like plus 1.8 turnovers a game or something like that mm-hmm. does make me feel like that's probably pretty sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I do worry about that Arizona State game a little bit in week two, just because yeah. I don't like messing with uh, cornered cats, you know. Um, yeah, it's at uh, Arizona State, and I've got them going it? over. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was gonna say I've got them as a, a loss here, even though it's just because I think I gave Josh is firm yeah. for Herm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yes. I'm. Texas is back, and Arizona State's gonna. I'm just gonna get. It destroyed i think arizona state <laughs> they fantasy lost bo- they lost Jaden daniels team. like week three i'm done yeah they lost Jaden. <laughs> they lost Jaden daniels to lsu like i think they've had all that crazy offseason 
stuff. I think yeah. I'm just not a believer in Arizona. Well, you State. know who knows how to motivate a group of 18 to 22 year old men? <laughs> Herm Edwards. Um, you play yeah, I, to win the game. Um, I think that Oklahoma State Baylor uh, week five is maybe a, uh, you know, I mean, that's a Big 12 title game repeat. Mm-hmm. And it it could be. Oh man, I think that's yeah. the swing game here. Really, yeah. I think that's yeah. the tough one. Um, we have Oklahoma State at eight and a half, so I'm going over on that. I think they win nine games, but uh, I, I do think that there could be a higher ceiling there. But I also wouldn't be. I don't know. It's just I. All Mike D- Gundy does is win ten games, man. He's like the yeah. opposite of Texas. Absolutely. So. At at eight and a half, I would for me, I'm taking the over because I think it's going to be nine or ten. I'll personally would push it up to 10 just because of my belief in uh in am i saying my belief in mike gundy do i believe in the gundy family way i absolutely (laughs) believe in the gundy family way i'm a believer yeah you're you believe in naming your bringing children bringing back a lot of they've got their two edge rushers tyler lacy colin oliver it looks like i'm looking at the stats here looks like looks like colin oliver got as a defensive end got targeted once and went for 53 yards so that's a that's a red box for for the defensive end and pass coverage but um yeah, I mean, they were bringing six or seven guys back with PFF grades of 70. So, yeah, a defense yep. could be good, and they were yeah. one of the best. I mean, Derek uh, Mason. You know, Derek yeah, Mason, 35, I'm, I'm, 35% yeah. success rate allowed last year, which yeah. was I'll, uh, I'll say, for Baylor with Baylor. Yes, I'll say one last thing. Sorry to talk over you, Josh. Um, I um, Derek Mason, I feel like he also has something to prove, right? The Auburn like situation was a dumpster fire with Harson, um, and you have a coach of that caliber – as a defensive coordinator who I feel like he, I feel like he has a chip on his shoulder. I feel like, you know, he, I feel like Derek Mason um, has enough talent on that defense to, again, the offense is probably going to score, you know, between 20, you know, maybe 27 points a game somewhere. Um, But I think he has enough, uh, enough on the defensive side of the ball to, to hold it down another year. Congratulations to Derek Mason for getting as far away from Brian Harson as he possibly could. Um, all right, let's do Baylor, Josh. I know you're you're running up against. No, the I'm good. So. Actually, I was gonna say I'm in no rush today because uh, okay. we're right. starting at three o'clock, so I got an extra oh, okay. hour. So, gotcha. Uh, cool. Yeah, because I really right. want to go Bears. Go Bears. Yeah, my, I like saying go Bears. That's my high school team. So Baylor, another Baylor. good defensive unit. Thirty-seven uh, percent uh, de- defensive success rate allowed. They got some offensive turnover, though. The quarterback got injured um, going into the Big 12 title game, and the kid stepped up, and the, the uh, veteran yeah. bolted to Western Kentucky. Which I think was – no, the veteran – Gary Bernan went yeah. to South Florida. South Florida, my bad, yeah. But uh, the guy behind him, I have some questions about, uh, just because, mm-hmm. like, they won with him, but the yards per attempt – was not great and i i need to look at something what else do you know about baylor josh that can fill uh, the, the run blake game is not blake shapen is his name let's yeah blake shapen yeah well, well let's start before we dive into stats let's start I, i'll just throw this out there for conversation i think dave aranda is the best head coach in the big 12 at, currently 100%. like brent venables maybe can be that guy but i think i think dave aranda um is the best head coach in, in the big 12 at the moment. I so strongly you, so, agree with that position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he did have five, t- uh, Blake Shapin 
Completed mm-hmm. 71.3% of his passes. Mm-hmm. Good, right? Um, yeah. Against Texas Tech, it was only 58%. But uh, against Oklahoma State in that Big 12 title game, 23 for 29, 79.3% completion. So accurate, game. but uh, only 6.9 yards per attempt. The uh, A dot is only 7.8 yards. So a guy who has thrown a lot of screens and slants and, you know, they've protected a little bit. So it's just a question of can he stretch a defense downfield? I don't know. Does he have to with Baylor's defense? Probably not. Like, you know, they can probably plug along and score in the mid to high 20s every game and and be in a good situation most of the time. Um, I do agree with – I actually – I did when I did the development quotient thing back mm-hmm. in the spring, uh, I was I was interviewed on two different Baylor programs. One one was a, a radio show, and the other was the podcast. Um, but I, I enjoyed it a lot because talking about Baylor, I kind of realized in this whole conversation, like you're talking about a developmental program, and you were talking about a guy in Dave Aranda who is selling something very different than what his peers are selling. He is the very opposite of, I'm going to get in your face and yell at you to motivate you and all of that. Yep. More of like a, you know, kind of a, a quiet, calmer demeanor. Doesn't mean he's not firm or, you know, a, a disciplinarian or a tough guy to play for. I just mm-hmm. think his communication style and leadership style is a little bit different. And I think that that's actually very smart in modern college football because Baylor is – you know, I mean, they were the best team in the southwestern kind of region of the country for mm-hmm. most of a decade there. Um, but still, it's just like they sell something very different there. And I think it's smart that from a personality kind of culture standpoint, they're not trying to compete with what Steve Sarkeesian is selling or what, you know, yeah. some of these SEC teams are selling. I think that's why they're having so much success. Uh, what is our win total for Baylor? Eight and a half? Yeah, eight. So. Yeah. Let me... Oh, you got seven and a half. I got here. seven and a half. Yeah, that's the line that I saw okay. as well. Seven and a half. Wow. Yeah. So, what what do they know about Baylor that we don't? Because that that's mm. a, that'd be a big drop off. Yeah. Uh, they don't have anything on offense coming back. Yeah. Okay. I I think it's the offense. I also think that there's the um, at BYU game in the non conference mm-hmm. um, uh, that probably pushes that win total down. Um, Mm. yeah you don't like them on the road at BYU no I like them I think I think for I think if you look at you know um personally I I think seven and a half is too low like I think Baylor is going to be a nine potentially 10 win team again but if if you're asking you know kind of uh what does Vegas know I think there's I think that at BYU game is probably one that they're you know kind of throwing out there as the as the carrot um then i also i think i think you know being high on teams like texas and oklahoma um it's going to be interesting to see see when when the when the actual lines come out for those individual games um it's going to be interesting to see you know where where vegas is is pointing i I think that uh i have them at nine wins uh, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to slip. They had 1.2 yards net last year. That's mm-hmm. easy to slip when you don't have offense and you're going to have some defensive regression. 
they don't bring any skill back skill position players on offense back that were uh that met our minimum you know 20 targets 25 carries or 100 attempts um obviously you talked about the quarterback coming in late in the season so i think a lot of questions on offense are going to rely on their defense and i can easily see that slipping um i have them winning i have them losing to texas oklahoma and either the byu or oklahoma state game mm-hmm. um and uh but i still have them over so, well it's okay so I, like i said i was kind of like talking about it earlier it's like the, sorry to interrupt you uh, john yeah, the fine. top four teams are going to kind of beat up on each other i believe yeah. they're all but i think the, the big 12 this year is going to be script going to be flipped it's the it's going to be a, re, a return to offense and the team that can yeah. that can uh put the ball downfield and score points i think is going to um come out ahead this year and well, baylor's Texas baylor's back. offense and texas is back baylor's <laughs> offense between between their offense and defensive lines um they only lost one player That's with both favorite. of those combined right so they're returning a lot yeah. that full yeah that full unit on the offense and defensive line for all intents and purposes and um and so i think you know the quarterback is a question i think there's some question you know in in the the secondary on defense um but um but it's hard for me to look at the schedule and see them and see them losing five games at that seven and a half line it's just really really hard um i don't yeah. i don't see how you get to how you get to seven my thing with Baylor is they were a line of scrimmage football team last mm-hmm. year. So losing a lot on the line of scrimmage does not worry or bother me. I th- obviously, they're going to beat Albany and Texas State in the non-conference. That's two wins. I don't think they're going to struggle with BYU. And that's more a function of what BYU is losing. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I, I think Iowa State – is in for a pretty large regression. Um, and, and I, I, again, like now we're, we're at four it's... wins already mm-hmm. after four games. And then I think they win West Virginia, Kansas, Texas tech, TCU. They, they win some, mm-hmm. some combo of, of those four or, or upset or, you know, someone else like a, a Kansas mm-hmm. state. I don't think that's a, those are two teams that I think are very similar styles that are just going to like smash it out. Um, So, yeah, I think that over is that feels like one of the safer bets on here. And I think it's just as much a bet in Dave Aranda Mm -hmm. as it is anything else. Yeah. The, the unfavorables that they have is at Oklahoma and at Texas. um, Right. Like if you're looking at those games on the road, especially Mm -hmm. at Texas being late in the season, um, when you, you know, potential injuries or like people being banged up or whatever, I think those are, those are two that could be, uh, potentially tough, but the rest of it is pretty favorable. I mean, you have, uh, you know, um, Oklahoma state, I think they will get personally, I think they'll get beat by Oklahoma state, but I, I see them going nine and three. Yeah. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we have <clears throat> Texas tech, West Virginia, TCU and Kansas left, uh, TCU is the highest win total of those at six and a half. Oh, and Iowa State. Um, Take the under on Iowa State. I'm taking yeah, – I, I don't even know what it is. We don't have to – no deep dive analysis here, guys. We're going to give it to you straight. Yeah. Uh, they, Bryce uh, – Iowa State. Purdy's gone. Brees Hall's gone. Brock Purdy. Yeah. They, it's – Well, it, I mean, they had what? Like a, And they still only won – they went seven and six with those guys. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had – uh, oh God! What was that tight end that everyone 
No. It was really good. Um, Dude, I mean, I, how I've many guys did they have drafted? 5,500 players from this year. You're asking me it's a tall order to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had um, – they had an encyclopedia uh, here, bro. Was it was it Kolar? Was the guy that won the Charlie Kohler? Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah, that won. He won a know. bunch of awards and stuff. Yeah, no, he was really good. That's what uh, I was yeah. They play yeah. Iowa early, week two. They always lose that game. They always yeah. lose that game. Yeah. So uh, so all right. So they so we're for counting losses at this point, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we need five losses. So Iowa. Baylor, Kansas State, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. You're All five already. Losses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think West Virginia is going to beat them too. Um, I do too. But I think TCU, TCU, will TCU will beat them. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I that. Uh, yeah, I think he should have gotten out of there when when his name was hot. Agree. Yeah, Matt Campbell. Not um, yeah, the the stock yeah. is is going to be going down for couple years yeah and maybe it proves me wrong i don't know but i'm not betting yeah, my money on it i remember you know you keep talking about net yards per play i remember last year just trying to figure out what was happening at iowa state because they had a good net yards per play i mean that's a mm-hmm. that's a 10 10 plus win yard there but they certainly but uh a low offensive success rate and mm-hmm. you know pretty pedestrian defensive success rate can trick you so probably they loaded up on a bunch of yards on some bad teams and yeah. uh they're, they're not going to get away with that and they didn't get away with anything last year so yeah uh yep. who's uh tcu yeah. uh max duggan's back again somehow is uh, he really yeah wow that guy yeah, right? he's, he's, he's there, I mean, we say this is georgia fans with 24 he's the he's Bennett. the yeah he's the <laughs> he's the stetson bennett of uh of tcu yeah I, I'm a big back Duggan fan. I think he's a Same. extremely productive quarterback. Um, and I think he's very dynamic and I think he can do, you know, a lot with his feet. Um, that, that kind of changes the outlook of TCU for me quite a bit, to be honest with you guys. Um, I need to reassess some things here. Yeah. Well, they lost Zach. He was there Evans, last year too, right? you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. He was, I know, he was I know. banged up. Yeah. He was banged up a little bit. So, but the, but they lost Zach Evans, who I think is was personally, I think is going to be a very dynamic playmaker at Ole Miss. I think he did a lot of really good things at um, at uh, TCU. Um, the wild card for me is they're they're breaking a new coach, right? So Gary Patterson yeah. is out for still still the first time. That at, Duggan's not going to even be the starter. Interesting. Wait, why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's got he's Parker know like, this? Yeah. Chandler Morris. Uh, yeah, I've heard Parker actually talked about Chandler. Oh. So gotcha. he may be, okay. maybe Sonny Dykes is the new coach. Yeah. Yeah. That's what pretty nasty little say, separation. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you yeah. do you believe in, in Sonny Dykes? Um I do. Okay. After I do too. Did SMU, yeah. I do too. I yeah. I, I'm a believer. Yeah. I think that's a fair I think that's a fair assessment. So, so that's a good place to start, but then, but then you look at, you know, um, that, that net YPP. Yeah. That net. Seven yards of play defensively. That net, that net YPP and that defensive YPP uh, are very difficult to look at and say, those are going to get significantly better 
Can um, I have a nerd moment here? Yeah, Can I interrupt with a nerd moment? Looking at the bottom, that yeah. defensive explosiveness. People get confused by this. Okay, so that is how, in the defensive side of the ball, how bad your bad plays are, how costly when you allow a successful play on defense. And, yeah, that was at the bottom. 1.4 is a gnarly number because not only is it a high number, but at a high success rate for the opposing offense means they did it a lot. And that's how you get to seven yards of a play on defense. So I don't know how – I don't know. I mean, they if they improved a, a full yard and got to six and a half, that's not good. All right. So Max Duggan last year, I think he was a little banged up maybe at the end of the season. He was. Yeah, he, he was. 63.6% completion, 2,000 yards passing, 8.9 yards per attempt, 16 touchdowns, six interceptions. And then – when we look at what he did with his legs, we're talking about uh, 497 yards on the ground, 5.6 yards per carry, three touchdowns. Remember that quarterbacks get sack yardage taken out, so 5.6 yards per carry is pretty significant. Uh, if they bench Max Duggan for Chandler Morris, I think that would be a mistake. I know that Sonny Dykes is a kind of uh, air raid principal coach, but they got to ride with with Dirty Duggan, dude. I mean, come on. Like, that's a dynamic quarterback. They got to have him in there. What's our win total? Six and a half for TCU? Yeah. Mm. So, at Colorado, that feels like a win. Tarleton State, obviously a win. Oh, at SMU week three. So, that's Sonny Dykes going up against his old team. That's going to be I, really interesting. I think that'll be a win. I do, too. So, Ooh, early bye, too. Look at that. They've had a bye before that game. Yeah, and then they get Kansas. That's a win. Mm-hmm. We know that they beat Texas basically every year. I don't. I'm higher. Like I think I'm over on TCU. I yeah. think that. Uh, I think that the defense just can't be that much worse. And uh, God, what's that wide receiver they have? Who's an absolute stud? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. He, his first team could be. Um, uh, Hutchins. Yeah. Uh, um, Shit, sorry. I should have that. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Quentin Johnson? Yes. Yeah. 18, three yard, 18 and a half yards a catch. Another 2.6 yards per root run, dude. 70, yeah. 61 targets. Yeah. He's good. And he's a, he's a jump ball guy. And he's also the type of guy that will – go up and double coverage at the 50 and just kind of like come down and everybody bounces off of him because he's big and heavy. So, um, yeah, I I think that what Sonny Dykes can do with, with him as an offensive weapon is going to be very interesting. I like TCU. Yeah. I think they're going to, yeah, they're going to go over on six and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if they win eight games actually bounce back here. Yeah, yeah, for me, I agree. I think they're going to go seven and five at worst. Um, the wild card for me is West Virginia because who I will talk, I know we'll talk about them, but like that for me is a wild card on TCU's schedule. I think in particular, where it's like it's at West Virginia, it's week nine. Um, TCU's coming off uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Like there's a potential there for that to be a game, but I see them, you know, losing to to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and uh, Baylor. And then I think, you know, there's a couple of toss-up games in there. But even with the toss-up games, I think you're seven and five at worst. I could see them 
I could see them winning. Eight uh, nine, I'm going under six and six. All right, fair, fair enough. I don't think they can. All right, I don't, I don't think they sneak up and beat uh, have any any upsets there, and I think they could easily let one slip through their fingers. Next up, fair. yep. Next up, Texas Tech. All right, let's just five go to and this. half. Five and a half. Plus Murray 100. ain't even a state, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just pulled that out right then. I didn't even they, know. I, <laughs> Texas, Texas Tech might have the toughest schedule in the Big Twelve. I think that's do. gnarly. Houston yeah. and NC State. Houston, NC State. Good. Yeah, you have you yeah. have Houston, and then add NC State. Um, and you're breaking in uh, uh, Joey Joey McGuire, new coach. Um, I think I think Texas Tech is going to have a tough tough run at it this this year. It's been a long off season. Where did Joey McGuire come from? Baylor. Okay, I yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean um, he's a he's a good coach. Um, I, I, he was um, uh, the outside linebackers coach, and I think he had that associate head coach title at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was there. He was at Baylor for um, a while. I think he was at Baylor. He was under Matt Rule, and then yes. uh, Dave Aranda kept him around. So um, he's been there for a while. But he went. You know, he, he came. He came to Baylor. Joey McGuire came to Baylor directly from high school. So he was a high school coach. Uh, jumped into um, jumped in, which high school coaches in Texas. You know, like it depends on what school you're sure. at. Could be <laughs> could be you know small uh, FCS school level but uh was at baylor for um five or six years and now he's getting a shot to run a program at texas tech um he's a good coach i i'm i i believe in him as a coach personally um i think his background yeah. uh, it speaks very well but i think that that non-conference schedule combined with just um a new coach and uh and a good you know bit of lost uh production at texas tech um is is gonna make it a tough tough year for them um what's so, what's, the, what's the total josh i'm sorry i'm uh even five money, and a half five and a okay half. five and a half yeah you're laying 120 on the under i'm i uh i think i'm gonna lay the juice on that hmm. you're going take over under. no oh. take the under yeah all right gotcha so my thing with the, uh, texas tech Matt Wells kind of did a sneaky good job there. I mean, they went seven and six last year. Yeah. Uh, they beat they beat Mississippi State 34-7 in the Liberty Bowl. Uh, I mean, like, down the stretch of the season, they played really well. They lost by three points to Baylor the last mm-hmm. week of the regular season. They beat Iowa State 41-38. to um, You know, there was a one-point loss to Kansas State in there. Like, they played in some close games that could have gone the other way. They, they beat got Houston hammered by too. 17. Yeah. To start the, I, yeah, I mean, they did give me a hand. I was, I was riding them after that. Uh, they had high net yards per play, and then they ran into a couple yeah. of gnarly games. Net yards per play was .7, which is interesting. Yeah. But it was so, way up my, there for half the season. They they ended the year pretty poorly. Uh, mm-hmm. They were um, on that. But I guess my question here is – got to find six wins – Find the six yep. wins. I know, I know. Yep. And I think they're going to beat NC State because it would be just the most NC State shit ever <laughs> to lose to Texas Tech and go, like, undefeated in the ACC. 
for, for those who don't know, know, real real quickly, for those who don't know, Graham is from North Carolina, so he's a North yes. North Carolinian. So I've studied the studied the Wolfpack way <laughs> for many years. Trust me. Well, on if, this. if you think they're going to beat NC State, then you probably like the over there. Yeah, I think you have to. I I think they're going to beat Houston too. They beat them by seventeen last year. Red Raiders, baby. Red Raiders are back. I don't know. I mean, Houston's good. That's a tough one, truthfully. Um, uh, they got the quarterback from Oregon, Tyler Schro, right? Yeah. So who's? Yeah, but they fine. Don't they also return? <laughs> um, don't they have they the return, quarterback coming uh, back? Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. Columbia. Yeah. yeah. You played well. Yeah, he was pretty good yeah. last yeah. year. He um. I want to say he was the guy. Let's see. Uh, did he get injured? Yeah, because he only played through the yeah. Oklahoma game. Yeah. And um, so huh, I am going to go. Oh, man. I think they beat Iowa State, they beat Kansas. Shit, I'm going over. I'm I'm going six wins. I think they're gonna pull something off somewhere else. Okay. I don't know where, but the Big Twelve is a unpredictable mess, especially when you get to November. So it is. You know, um, who knows? Maybe they maybe they beat Baylor, or you know, I don't mm-hmm. like. I, I just think there's something yeah. in there that they might pull out. Uh, yeah. I'm, as, as I'm, much math as I do, I don't actually freaking calculate all the wins, but I just my gut instinct is that it's top heavy, and that means that the bottom is gonna get beat up on pretty bad so uh, i don't think they're gonna i don't think there's gonna be any upsets for the in, in conference and i don't see them beating nc state <laughs> yeah. so i'm going under yeah Fair i'm nice. uh i'm not I'll, I'll just say this for the record i'm not betting any of my personal money on texas tech <laughs> no because uh, it is a complete wild card but what i will say today is i'm gonna take the under um because i think they lose to houston nc state texas uh, Oklahoma State, um, Baylor, and Oklahoma, and that's uh, uh, and then then there's you know it, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to get the seven losses, but I do see them losing to you know maybe at TCU would be one, um, but I think you can go down that list and you can get to you can get to six right away, and that makes me feel like all right you're gonna you're gonna have a seventh or an eighth one on there. As, um, as I was looking at these teams cramming for this test this morning. Uh, I just noticed. It felt like my, my I was leaning towards, and this shouldn't surprise you, being a stat uh, analytics guy, that I was just found myself leaning on the teams that are going to be able to pass the ball. And I just don't think like a TCU and a Texas Tech is going to be uh, good enough to uh, put up enough points against some of those teams. Uh, and you know, they they might sneak up and beat a Baylor or you know Oklahoma State has a bad game. I just feel like that's just an offense that's just not going to put up enough points. See, I think my outlook on the Big 12 is kind of like opposite of, of you guys maybe in that I think that there's some good teams at the top. I think the only team that has the potential to be great is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think it's a league where, you know, I just I just think anybody can lose kind of any given week. So by that logic, anybody can win any given week. So that's why I kind of faded some of these teams that have higher win totals and, and maybe a little bit higher on like, like a TCU. Like I, I'm with John, I'm not betting any of my personal money on Texas tech gun to the head. I'm picking the over, but that's a total coin flip. Yeah. Don't follow me. 
I don't know anything <laughs> about Texas Tech that you don't know. Um, but TCU is one where, like, to your point, Josh, kind of talking about the offensive mm-hmm. production, like, it's just, do I trust Sonny Dykes to to have one of Chandler Morris or Max Duggan turn into a, a productive enough quarterback with what we know about him as kind of an offensive passing guy? Yeah, I do. And so that's why I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to ride with, with them, but I get where you're coming from. I'm not, uh, I'm not opposed to your logic. I just, I'm just kind of going the other way with it. And they can win you a lot of money <laughs> going to get the other True. way. <laughs> might, fade, might not. fade the nerd. Fade the nerd. Lose a lot of money too. Um, so fade let's talk about soon. West Virginia real quick yeah. before we get out of here. Yeah. Sorry. We're not going to spend no. 20 minutes on Kansas. Um, <laughs> Oh, we're not. I think we've already talked enough about Kansas, but West Virginia. Kansas, Kansas is two and a half for Kansas people there. Over, by the <laughs> Take way. the over. Yeah, three. Over. Right, a, name, three games a name on some of this returning stuff you don't see is our friend JT Daniels, who didn't have One John passes. Tyler Daniels. Did not have enough passes to qualify, but everyone knows, especially in, in uh, <laughs> Dog Nation, that uh, the quarterback not, not will enough be... passes to qualify. The JT yeah. Daniels story. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, so thirty for thirty. Yeah, uh, or it's it's a fifteen for fifteen right now. So maybe maybe you can stick fifteen <laughs> minutes on this. Um, well, what do you what what do you see in the? They return the entire offensive line, which and they've got uh, the play caller, uh, who was his play caller for his 2018 season at USC, whose name escapes me right off the top of my head. It's Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell, duh. Yeah, so he's back. So I think, you know, maybe I don't know if he's looking at the offensive line. It was an okay offensive line. Um, It was not great, but, you know, veteran offensive line, familiar play caller. Yeah, maybe JT has a little bit of a run. I'm with you on that. I think this is definitely talking through my heart that uh, if there's a team on the bottom of the league, bottom half of the league, that I think can do more than expected, it would be uh, this team. But I heart JT Daniels. So, <laughs> what well, can I say? Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can finally do what we never saw him do. We saw it. Be interesting, right? We saw it. We saw glimpses. Only very brief glimpses, my friend. Yeah, All right. Very- so, my position on the Mountaineers of West Virginia um, who are very culturally close to my heart as Appalachian peoples. They uh, they've always been really good on defense ever since uh, Troy Brown shown up there or Neil Brown. I'm sorry. Um, he is a good defensive coach. They have been in the, you know, kind of a top 20 to 30 defense nationally for the last two to three years. Right. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. offense has, been a problem last year their turnover margin uh negative 0.6 ranked 108th in the nation in turnovers so i like that to to go favorably up in the other direction for them um what's the the total five and a half yeah okay so that's a brutal start of the season well not brutal you've got townsend in kansas in there but at pittsburgh they they play four out of conference games they play they play um that doesn't seem yeah. right. No, they play at Virginia Tech. They play at Pitt. And then they have Townsend. Townsend. The rest are league um, games. Is there yeah, is there oh, off, Kansas their non-conference? Not, Kansas is I'm eight. sorry, I apologize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have not regu- relegated them out of the Big Twelve yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we refuse to recognize Kansas on this podcast. Yeah. Um 
<laughs> so I, I like them to that's a tough out of conference man pittsburgh yeah. and virginia tech i think if they split that they should be really happy but I'm, I'm with you i think there's some high like there there's a high upside potential here like this is mm-hmm. one that that could ride and and go um i just i don't man that's i don't a, know i just i don't Thursday know if i can game. That's a yeah, no, that's like the that's kind of the opener for the opening weekend. Yeah. That that yeah. bit West Virginia game. Um, the question I have is just like that's their that's that's the win that right there. Do they get that win and get to six? Which I am on. I think JT Daniels. Is I'm gonna go over. for it. Yeah, I'm going over. over. I'm gonna, I'll take. Uh, they're gonna lose to Virginia Tech, Texas, Baylor. They're gonna beat Oklahoma. Texas. Oklahoma, they're going to be and then Okie State. No, nah, I think Oklahoma State's going to be uh, at the end of the year. JT Daniels is going to come swim the buckle up in Austin. If, yeah. if you if you can't be healthy for Week One for the backyard <laughs> brawl, right? The is that well, the backyard brawl? Is the West backyard right? brawl? Yeah, yeah right. Let's not talk like about I'm... not being healthy for Week One. <laughs> Soft spot, <laughs> sore spot. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah the five the five i think i i'm gonna take the over i'm gonna go seven and five another uh, lock dog Central i think lock. it is not a lock but <laughs> I, think agree. Five, but I think they're five i do i will say we all agree but i think their five losses uh are pittsburgh virginia tech baylor uh kansas oklahoma and uh oklahoma state would be my Maybe Pittsburgh, they may beat Pittsburgh. So let's take that off and let's say Kansas State and Oklahoma State. I think what's going to end up happening is you get in this back half of the season and you have Oklahoma, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, um, when JT Daniels is banged up and it's just all going to go off the rails um, at that point. But they're going to they're gonna be pretty good. Uh, after they beat through. Texas, right? <laughs> after they beat Texas, yes. No, they're they're definitely, exactly. I think, I think you know, I could see them opening up with, Beating Pittsburgh, Kansas Townsend, losing to Virginia Tech, then beating Texas, and you're four and one going into Baylor. Um, They're in the college football playoff race. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then you have a backup quarterback. Do they have a former walk on on backup quarterback over at West Virginia? (laughs) Because they may have a shot if they do. I personally I will say this. I know I know we're we've been joking, but personally I uh I hope I'm pulling JT. for JT. I am pull. I'm definitely rooting for JT. I hope he has a healthy season, and I hope he lights it up. Um, just because I think that kid um, has been he, he's been through it for for you know whatever the reasons are. Like it's been through a lot. It's a man. tough. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough road that he's been, especially when you know he came out of high school and he was. Uh, it was just. He yeah, was he was the him. guy. He was the next he was guy. The guy. He was the yeah. So yeah, for sure. And I and I've always truthfully, uh, I always appreciated his willingness to talk about his own mental state and struggles Absolutely, and yeah. seeking uh, help in that regard. Uh, I think that that is very brave and sets a wonderful example for yeah. other people his age and of all ages. So yeah, and he's um, and he's a he's a national champion. Hugging Stetson Bennett on the sideline, like dude, that's a, that's he's got the finger. Absolutely, finger. yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right, so I mean, all joking aside. Just, just so that everyone's on record as having picked every team. Uh, yep. Kansas, two and a half. Over or right. under? You got over. 
Okay, let me hang. What, You're going over. Wow. Me. Okay. Who? Give me your three wins. My three wins for Kansas. Um, yeah. Let me pull up their schedule. I I I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going Tech. Tennessee Tech. Yep, I'm going Duke. Uh, Duke. Yeah. I, so Ugh. my my th- <laughs> my three wins. <laughs> my three wins for Kansas are uh, Tennessee Tech, um, Duke, and Iowa State. There you go, Iowa State. I think yeah, I think Iowa State, TCU, and Texas Tech are all on the board as as potential yeah wins. I'm with you. I, I, think, uh, Tech. <laughs> I was to say, man, yeah, the Tennessee Tech's not to be trifled with. Um, look, man, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not following you guys down the black hole of Kansas. <laughs> I think they're going two and ten. I think that they will be a I think that the, they are trending in the right direction. You know, I maybe they beat Texas again. Who knows? I, I was I just, about to say two two and ten after coming off a, a season where you beat Texas. Um even for Kansas would be a, an extreme disappointment. Well, I, I'm not, not gonna, one I'm more than two games in like a decade, have they? Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. All right, it's been, it's it's a, little, been a while. Behind All the right. curtain here, like I've scraped a ton of sources trying to get updated data, uh, and and I and I added the PFF stuff. I shared it with you guys, and <laughs> I'm just looking at their offensive line. And if I, I don't want to look at Phil Stills magazine because it's really small in my eyes, they're tired. But like, check me on this. If you're still watching, this is a chance to bust me. DeAndre Diorian. Mm-hmm. is a tackle rated uh, 57.6 PFF grade who transferred in who may start <laughs> okay for, well, for, for Kansas. So, uh, yeah, I was looking at it like, oh, they're bringing, some, they're bringing a bunch of offensive linemen back. Uh, the center is, you know, 62, which is, you know, if there's something there, they've got some returning starters on the line. I don't yeah. know if that gets you a win at Tennessee Tech. Um, yeah, we should have a watch. I mean, yeah, I think they'll beat Tennessee game. Tech. They the will Duke. be Tennessee Tech. It's just everything right. from there. So you're uh, you're saying yeah. that the NC State's going to get beat and that Duke is going to win. So you're you're flipping the script on the ACC Big Twelve challenge over here. Yes, I am. All right. Well, yeah. to be fair, I mean, I well, I think <laughs> to Kansas be is going to beat Duke. Yeah. You think Kansas well, is going to beat? Duke? So you're going at two. You're going two and ten. I'm going two wins. Yeah, okay. I'm going two That's and ten. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I think they they go zero and eight in the big or zero and nine in the Big Twelve. Okay, and okay. lose to uh, whoever else they have in the out of conference. It's not Tennessee Tech or Duke. All right, this was fun, guys. We've we've given you some names and stuff. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. You know, football is like getting closer. We're going to be is. doing all the Power Fives as time permits. We um, and we're working on providing you all this data that we've been looking at today to the subscribers on dog central so if you're watching and you have not subscribed please smash that subscribe button we're sharing data we're sharing recruiting intel recipes uh the whole gamut of what is out there for dog fans to enjoy and we would really appreciate it we're working hard and having some fun with you guys and uh we want to share with what we're doing yeah check out dogcentral.com and uh we've got lots of great intel uh We've got Josh stats. We've got all sorts of stuff going on over there, but also uh, truthfully guys, like if you're going to invest your money in over under win totals, then why not go and pay what basically amounts to five fifty a month mm-hmm. for this data 
Yeah, uh, no kidding. Seriously, uh, so the, it'll help you, and it's a good ROI. So yeah, check it out. And I'll and I'll say, uh, you know, for the record, I think the Big Twelve is probably the most difficult conference to predict this year it is. because it is just it's just a wild card. So y'all saw it as you were listening to us talk. Uh, there's there there is a you know kind of a lot of thoughts and opinions on the Big Twelve, but what you can get is all of the data not only on the big 12 but but we have the other power five conferences uh coming up and you um and you can dive into that data yourself and make your own informed decisions which is uh what i highly recommend um as if you're going to be in in the sports betting world um but josh does a fantastic job i just want to give josh a shout out of of um pulling all of these stats together, making it easy for you to dive in uh, and, and form your own opinions. So come join us over at Dog Central and you'll get access to a lot of that. Yeah, right. absolutely. All right. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. And then we'll have an Ask Dog Central later this week, right? Correct. On Thursday, Thursday, Thursday night, night, as always. So right. please join us live for that. Uh, subscribers, get your questions in now. All right, my guys, uh, check you out next time. Sounds good. Yeah.